Hey everybody, welcome back to The Pixelists, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. As always, we're your hosts, I'm Will, that's Blake, and it's good to have you back, man. For those of you that uh, weren't with us last week, we had Jeremy filling in, which we love Jeremy, but it's always good to have the flesh and blood. Do we though? Eh, do we love Jeremy? I think, I think most of us do. Jeremy's just not very likable. <laughs> you know, we all just have those people in our lives who are just like, no one really likes you, mm. you know? And if if you don't, does that mean like you are that person of the group? <laughs> it's a little, it's a little fun it's a food real, for thought for your Fridays out there. That's a real gut check right there. So, uh, but no, it, it's your, it's good to have you back. Saying. That's all I was gonna yeah, say. No. Oh yeah, and I you know if you guys who follow us long term, I couldn't be on last week just because we do this for free. You know, it's just like a hobby for us. We like we love D and D. We love Critical Role. And, love the uh, game. Every now and then. Yeah, every now and then there comes a week where it's like, uh, we have no money and I have to work. And <laughs> Will knows that life too. Uh, so I, I just couldn't make the time for the recording last week. And that, that happens every now and then. So sorry for that. No worries. Um, tell me about your shirt game today. Bro, shirt game. This is from Iceland, which of which oh, I recently went. Uh, this nice. is the ramen place that I think you I sent you a picture amazing. of. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really cool shirt. So I went, I'm going to keep this brief, but I've been to Iceland twice now. And the first time yeah. I went, I went to this ramen place and I really wanted the shirt and they didn't have my size. And I was like, mm-hmm. opportunity missed forever. And then as fate would have it, went back to Iceland for a wedding and I uh, was able to get the shirt this time. So was the ramen pretty good? Okay. <clears throat> All right. I It's the best ramen I've ever had, but mm-hmm. I haven't had like that much ramen you know besides like the college ramen which obviously is it doesn't count right it doesn't count so So i've I've had like i've had like three or four nice ramen restaurants in my life and this was definitely the top of them have you been to co-op ramen i've been to one place around here and i don't know if it's that one or not up off uh 8th street in bentonville you know i'm not good with directions so yeah that's true (laughs) that that doesn't (laughs) help me I was gonna say that's my favorite ramen place, and it has really good ramen. So I think you know. if if the, if that's the only place in Bentonville, then I think I've been there. Yeah. But if there's more than one, yeah, then okay. I maybe went to a different one. All right. Um, well, um, we got some announcements to go through today for you guys who are tuning in. We do. Um, we started our calamity rewatch party. We we had so many people jump in the Discord. By the yeah. way, um, I know Will was chatting with some people. I was talking to people who were like kind of sort of vague D and D fans. Um, who maybe hadn't seen it yet, or they'd seen like an episode. Uh, we, regardless, we we had a lot of people join. Uh, we had a lot of people who joined us for the watch party. But if you didn't catch it, we've been rewatching Calamity. It's the four episode mini series, one shot, whatever. Yeah. Um, that aired last summer, a year ago, last summer. We watched the first episode this last Sunday. We're watching the second episode this Sunday. Uh, so if you haven't seen it or you loved it and you want to see it again, everybody's welcome. And that's also, by the way, a plug for our discord. We have a discord where we chat about, um, the latest episode for critical role. Uh, we did a watch party last night for Candela Obscura. Um, if you want to, this is the case for me. I don't know if it's the case for you, Will, but, um, I really love D and D and critical role. I don't know a lot of people like in my social circle who also enjoys those things. So for me, it's been really fun having the Discord just to have people to hang out with while we're watching it. So 
yeah. that's the loose the loose plug to jump into the Discord and give it a shot. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like 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 Blake said, um, uh, episode two of Calamity Rewatch will be this Sunday. So if you missed it last week, just make sure you watch episode one. Or don't if you've already seen it and you don't care that much. But come join us for episode two. And on the watch party uh, front, <clears throat> as you guys may or may not have seen, Dropout just had its five-year anniversary. They had a bunch of big announcements, um, including uh, one of their next Dimension 20 campaigns is going to be Fantasy High Junior Year. Now, I'm going to save you the long spiel that Blake and I always give about, you know, not having seen too many Dimension 20s, uh, but we've been wanting to. You know, we got our feet yeah. wet with Ravening War. Um, yeah. I don't want to speak for Blake, but I really want to try to watch Fantasy High the previous say seasons before junior year comes out in uh, January of next year. So this is going to be a less structured thing, but we're going to try to host watch parties for all of those episodes in Discord leading up to that. But that is a pretty like colossal undertaking because I think it's 40 plus episodes. Mm-hmm. All that to say, if you want to join and you want to get, you know, the alert whenever we're doing that, um, join the Discord. Uh, there is a channel dedicated to the Fantasy High watch party. You can't miss it. Uh, and just go react to the message, the pinned message in that channel. That way we can give you the Fantasy High Discord role. And that way you'll be in the loop for all the information regarding that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited because, uh, you know, we've both been wanting to check out some of these more storied yeah. D20 campaigns for a while. And this was... Uh, the first mm-hmm. if i if i'm correct well continuming the trend of talking about brittany mulligan projects um we also did just finish the first arc for worlds beyond number it's the mm-hmm. audio only dnd adventure uh coming from brittany mulligan uh, erica ishii abria Ayingar, and lou wilson and it is amazing there it's 14 episodes deep we also have a channel i feel like we're just we're talking so much about the discord we do have a channel <laughs> for that in the discord um but again if you i mean podcasting is such a common form of like consumption in media today uh, if you haven't checked it out check out worlds beyond number i say this because um arc two or you can think of it as like kind of like season two is starting in just a few weeks. Um, so again, jump into the Discord <laughs> and uh, we'll chat about it. We're really excited about that. Um, a lot of D&D content to talk about today. Goodness. Yeah. Um, and so. uh, and we're not done yet. For uh, <clears throat> So for those of you that are in the Discord, not to plug it again, but I gave a little teaser image, which like, I don't know if you saw this or not. But I no. uh, I sent them the picture of you and I in the coffee shop the other day. Oh, yes. And uh, <clears throat> I said that we had gotten our first little piece of, of swag sent to yeah. uh, the channel. Um, so we're going to tell you more about that now for those of you guys that were wondering. Um, we actually uh, got uh, reached out to. I guess that's kind of a weird way to say it. But we were reached yeah. out to um, by my man Neil from Paladin Roleplaying. And he said he was a subscriber, he loved our stuff, and that he owns and runs a dice company. Um, and I think they sell a few other like D&D you know, peripherals mm-hmm. as well. But he offered like, hey, I would love to send you some dice. Um, no obligation, but you know, if you like them, awesome. Uh, and bada boom, bada bing. And I was like, awesome. Thank you so much. So Neil, thank you. Uh, he sent us some dice. And again, this is not a sponsorship, not a brand deal. We are under no obligation to say any of this. But Blake and I did want to say that we love the dice. Um, I'm going to, in post-production magic, we'll be throwing up some some nicer photos of the dice. But I do have mine here in front of me as well. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You can see my fingernails too, so there you go. Yeah, my my green screen's messing with mine. But 
it's uh, I like it because it's a uh, again this is not a sponsored thing this is just me genuinely talking but I, I like the dice because it's a really cool like what I look for in a dice is like feel they're very light um, have a very cool color to it as well which is really important for me too uh, and also it's important that I can actually like legibly read um, yes. the numbers on it I feel like it's such like a critical role meme of like what is that number again you know so. <laughs> Anyway, fun fact, Will, I didn't know this was a thing. Will and I were deciding who was going to each take the dice. So Will graciously gifted me the um, like D&D dice set. And then for Will, he took the other one. And we were like, wait a second. They're all <laughs> D10s. Was, was this a mistake? And then we found out that there are games that play entirely on D10s. And so this was like a D10 dice set. Um, which was a fun little detail. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So mine, uh, mine are D10. They're actually called the claws of darkness and you can't really see here, but hopefully in the nicer picture, I'm going to throw up, you'll be able to tell they're really pretty um, lightweight uh, roll. Well, I mean, I don't even know how I would quantify that, but it felt good rolling them. Um, and these are affordable as well. Uh, there will be, I'm going to throw a pinned comment and maybe throw the link in the description as well um, to this website again, paladin role playing, um, but super affordable. So these aren't, you know, the, the, the $50 designer dice made from dinosaur bone. These are the dice that, you know, you can grab a whole bunch of and, you know, have a L Laura Bailey loot hoard style uh, yeah. thing going on. Have you seen Lou Wilson's rant on you don't yes. need all those? <laughs> he has like one dice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a fantastic rant. Well, anyway, but um, yeah. But yeah, so again, Neil, the people at Paladin Role Playing, thank you so much for like thinking of us. You know, you were our first, so we'll always remember you. Um, but we we appreciate the uh, the free dice. Uh, he gets like arrested for murder. We're like, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> he did not, by the way. Oh, just joking, you know. But we're like, uh, we do not support Paladin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, the, the dice are really great, and it was very generous for you to send it to us. So um thank you for doing that yes thank you so much and again you know y'all this wasn't a brand deal this wasn't a sponsorship um so you know no this isn't an official go buy their dice or anything but you know if you want to support a uh, a smaller i don't know if indie is the right word or not but a smaller yeah. creator uh somebody in this Obviously. space yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely check them out yeah so um okay this we've we've gotten into a lot of details we have um, are we you think we're ready to talk about cr i think i think so my friend okay um cool well uh for those of you guys who um sorry i, I kind of threw myself off for a second there um so every time we do we talk about a critical role episode we like to do a little recap at the start of it just because some of these episodes can be four or even five hours long so we try to do a recap that's about 15 minutes long that covers all the details and then we clip that out as just a separate video um for your viewing pleasure so you can catch up on what happened so we don't cover everything but really the, the, the high notes for it um, and this episode was episode 73, Kindling of Spirits. Um, Will, I think you're first half. I thought you were first half. Oh, no. <laughs> I um, went back and checked, and I was first half last video. Uh, but well, then I had the solo video. Well, yeah, but I mean, you did the whole thing. <laughs> right, but I still, I still thought we would switch back and forth. Um, How can we switch back when I wasn't there? <laughs> Well, the, the, the cycle continues. Oh, even if I'm not. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't know. I prepped, I prepped second half and you also prepped second half. That is so correct. Um, we could do the first half together. 
Okay. Then let me uh so let's see here. Let me get my notes up then for it real quick. Um same. Let me refresh myself. This is like the first time we've ever done this, and usually it's my fault, so <laughs> I'll just take the blame for it again. No, uh, no, it, it I should I should we should have double checked with each other. Yeah. So so we know so in the last episode, they used the compass to summon the crimson um abyss ship. The crimson abyss, the ghost pirates essentially. Um and then they got onto the ship and asked them to be taken to Kalutha, uh the island where the um uh, Von Trevier, yes. is the name of it? <clears throat> yep. The Tree of Atrophy. Um Let's see. So, and yeah, apologies, y'all. But so just just cut in if I'm missing anything, but I'm I'm starting to refresh myself now. So this is probably going to be like a less thorough recap for the first half. Right. But now I'm remembering so that they get on the ship. They have like a few days travel that they're going through. Right. And yeah. um, the gang decides to get tattoos first and foremost. So there's um, and they ultimately land on, I think, a bell that is in flames like Bell's Hell's. Uh, the joke being that it was kind of like the Taco Bell logo. Um, so they're doing that. And kind of this side story that's happening all throughout the first half is this <laughs> this kind of flirty romance Fern is establishing with the captain um, yeah. to the point where like she tries to break into his room, um, but can't. And then I think he like notices and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I was looking for a place to sleep. And um so she's like, can I come sleep here later tonight? And I think she rolls really well on the persuasion check. So it's like, yeah, like that's a thing that's going to happen now. Um, but Cerulea, the first mate, gets like extremely jealous and basically tells her to like stay away. Yeah, back um, off. <clears throat> lo and behold, though, that doesn't happen. And Fern does enter the captain's quarters later that night. And um, they <laughs> kind of spoon and flirt a little bit. And he well, asks and for this... her warmth. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. It's kind of this funny, like, awkwardness of, like, he doesn't need to sleep. Right. But she's like, so do I just do I just go to sleep right here? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> go ahead. And it's kind of like, uh, do I want to just sleep in front of you? But And then I didn't mean to interrupt you, but he asks a very, very cool, um, there's a very cool moment where he asks for something, which I didn't mean to cut you off, so. Oh, no, you're um, fine. And yeah, again, she was just trying to get in there to basically steal from him and look around. So when she went yeah. in there to sleep and he came with her and he's like, yeah, I don't sleep. He's just like staring at her. She's like, oh, um, <laughs> but yeah, he actually asks for some of her warmth. And um, yeah. Matt asks Ashley, like, do you willingly give it essentially? And she ultimately decides that, yes, she does give it. And um, we are told that she loses and I don't have the number in front of me, but I want to say four ish. Uh, health points just they're gone like they're mm -hmm. not like she can heal up but like reduction from her maximum hp um yeah we find out in the second half that it's a it's a permanent reduction so not something that she can excuse me long rest out of but yeah they're gone and we also so. are told that um that, again this is in the first half so matt says during the break i'll tell you what else this like did so there's another aspect of this that happened because she gave over her warmth but we are not told what it is um mm -hmm. so that happens uh you know the captain's kind of excited about this like i like think matt describes like his his flames becoming like more vibrant um it's very um what's the movie hercules uh the guy who plays hades. oh uh hades yeah yeah 
it's it's very the Disney movie. It's very that esque of Matt continuing yeah. like to call on like these flames coming up or or subsiding. Um, and I think actually the after she gives the warmth and like maybe takes a rest or something, Matt asks again, like basically like a drug addict. You know, you got any more of that warmth for me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, maybe I shouldn't do it again. <laughs> I did want her to go full chaos though and be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so that all happens. Like I said, the gang is getting tattoos. Um, but again, when Fern exits the captain's room after this whole warmth exchange again, Cerulea is, is mm-hmm. on it and she's very upset and Fern kind of turns this, turns this around and is basically like, you know, cause clearly Cerulea like has feelings for the captain. So Fern encourages her to like pursue it. She's like, you know, go for it. You know, Um, and she has some high persuasion roles once again. Um, Now, I don't remember if this. Does this does the conclusion of all this in the second half or is it all in the first half? I guess it doesn't matter. It's in the first half. Okay, it's in the first half. So they she does encourage Cerulea to go basically go get you some. And we have like this. um, I think Travis joked about it being like a uh, titanic moment where jack and kate like steal away and you see <laughs> yes. like, the handprint on the window because uh basically cerulea goes into the captain's room and like the steam begins pouring out like from under the yes. doors and even like the crew starts to like come down and be like what's going on uh there's like some jokes around <laughs> the captain getting pegged and like all this other all this other information <laughs> but um and then i think they eventually emerge um with the captain limping and Cerulea, like her ragey fire has like subsided into yeah. like a cooler one, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I think that takes yeah. us into the second half. So I don't know if there's, yeah, there's one ahead. other detail too. They did scry at the start of the episode. Um, they scried on Bo right. and Caleb because they wanted to figure out what was going on with them. That's and right. It, it, it doesn't work. And so they think maybe like if they're still um, captive or like for some reason they can't do it. And then FCG scries on D again sees d like pulling a cart but again it's like it they assume somewhere in the menagerie coast but they don't it's like we still don't really know where it is or exactly where we could find them so um those two details happen as well so coming back from the break um <laughs> do you want to split this or do you how do you how do you want to do it take this i can just take this or okay. you can pepper into if you want yeah if I'll, actually, I'll throw in if i notice them maybe this was after the break i can't remember but um with them uh Cerulean and the captain hooking up but anyway the party it's it's basically getting to the end of the journey and the party is like we want to do something that shows the group we appreciate them so travis does uh he he carves out a name tag for kyle who was like the um redheaded stepchild of the uh of the crew <laughs> Uh, it says, you know, I'm Kyle or I'm effing Kyle. And they're like, oh, maybe we should put like a comma in there somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, that wouldn't make sense. There's some joke about it. But anyway, they're like, we should do something that shows them we appreciate them. Let's do like a big dance party. And so they have the crew all go downstairs and they put up like a bunch of banners and like thematic party stuff. And then I think Fern plays her pan flute and then FCG does something like music wise where um, FCG takes the same concept of what Frida would do of like record people's voices and play them back. Yeah. Basically does something like that for music too. Like DJing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 
crew comes back upstairs. They're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. There's a big party. Uh, and then the captain brings everyone together and like basically like doesn't necessarily pull his sword out, but kind of like threatens jokingly like, you know, after today, never tell anyone about this party and tell everyone you were terrified of us. And the party's like, yeah, of course, of course we will. And then he's like, you know, do you mind if we keep like the banners and the decorations? <laughs> and they're like, sure, why not? You know, so anyway, um, then they're, they're like, all right, well, we're here. And the, the ship doesn't dock. They just have to jump off into the water um, and like swim to shore. And they find themselves on the island of Kalutha. And they are on the beach. There's this massive cliff face in front of them. There's a cave right in front of them. And there's a cave much higher. Marisha is going to send Pate into the cave higher. And down in the cave, there's like a forking path. And Pate goes left and it opens up into like this big jungle on the other side. Um, I think Ashton goes into the cave at the bottom and it's just like an empty cave, basically. But Ashton does have this moment of, he says in Primordial, something like, I'm here, like I've been looking for you. Yeah. Uh, and then Ashton explains that even though he knows he's never been there before, there's like this compelling sense of like, um, like resonance, like belonging here. It's like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, they decide to climb up to go to the cave. That's like 40 feet up. And, um, Chetney wants back at that, where that path forked, uh, Chetney wants to go to the right. Cause there's this very strong smell of citrus. And so goes into this right tunnel and, um, begins to hear movement, uh, cast invisibility, and this large worm-like creature with, I think it had like two heads with like yeah. one worm with like two separate heads or something. Yep. And uh, no eyes, but like big mandibles emerges and combat basically begins. Um, and so typically for combat, we just stick to the high notes. Um, Chetney's by himself. The party basically has to dash to get there in time. And they have this battle with this worm um oh yeah uh sorry not to cut you off but the, yeah. i remembered that uh chetney sounded the silent alarm to yeah to get right. their attention uh that was funny that's right that's a great little detail there um uh, let's see i can't remember exactly everything that happens the the worm does do this thing where it like extends like its stomach or something and like casts yeah. like a poison spray it's basically uh, like a dragon's breath weapon but really gross <laughs> And it hits pretty hard. Um, the whole acid theme is pretty cool. In fact, I think Chetney actually hits the worm twice. But as he select successfully hits, he actually takes poison damage. Yeah, himself. from the blood. Yeah, yeah. Like the blood and splatters the, and it's poisonous. Right. Um, the poison spray, I think, hits FCG for like 30 or 40 hit points. Yeah. And FCG is immediately like, this may not be a good idea. Um, yeah. And actually uses the staff um, of, uh, I can't think of the full name of the staff um of dark passage maybe it's got yeah dark um, something i don't remember either off the i think top. it gives misty step though yeah um yeah so that's I one of the things it can do they used it for misty step um combat continues either they uh, oh oh they're they can't see in this cave and so um fern casts daylight uh it lights up the cave but also it doesn't affect the creature because it doesn't have eyes and I think they also notice like tons of larvae and like sacks like on the ceiling or something. Mm -hmm. and I think some of them like began to sprout or something like that. But yeah, the, the creature has layer actions. And one of the layer actions right. is these like pods fall from the ceiling and like explode for some damage. Yeah, that's right. Um, honestly, they they 
pretty much kicked its rear. Um, Ashton had some had a cool move uh, where I think he did like his portal attack, um, like mm-hmm. to attack through on the worm, and um, did like I don't know, thirty or forty damage. Uh, yeah. It actually gets me. How do you want to do this? And basically like smashes its skull. Um, any other cool things from combat that I missed? Uh, not really. Just that that same disgusting like distended stomach breath weapon we were talking about. Not only does a ton of damage, but if you like fail the save, you also like get pulled into it, like it's going to like consume yeah. you. So there's a couple close calls with that, but nothing too bad. And then Lana had a really cool um attack on the stomach too that like mm-hmm. made it like um like turn black or something. It was just a cool a cool uh RP of the attack. Yeah. Anyway, so they they kill the creature, and they're kind of like, okay, let's kind of look around and see what's in this cavern. It's it's very much like a beast den, and that there's a bunch of like random things all scattered throughout it. They do find like some weapons and items that have been destroyed through combat. Uh, Chenny actually goes farther down the right cave to find like the end of it, and it's just like a hole that he can hear the ocean like passing underneath it. Yeah. Um, but they do find this one item. Well, they find a couple of things. There is a very special type of metal in this cavern that I think it's Orm does a history check and discovers that this is called woe steel. Um, woe steel that was basically created, uh, when Dominus was destroyed, uh, during the cataclysm and, or the calamity, excuse me, <laughs> gets destroyed and turns into the shattered teeth. Woe steel is like a result of that. And it has some special properties. I think it's a natural, it's non-magical, but it adds plus one to attacks. Yeah. And then I think if it, it, if it took lightning damage, it had like a chance to break or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like weak to lightning. Yeah. Um, and then they also find this charm, like, like necklace, that um, is made of woe steel. And I think it was called a Rito necklace mm-hmm. or amulet. Yeah. Um, and they're basically like, well, let's figure out what this is. But first, let's get out of this cave first. So they double back. They go through the left passage that opens up into that jungle area. Um, Chetney does actually, I think FCG does identify on it and they find out that this item is like more of like personal significance and that it's actually, it can't be attuned to by them. But also there's like this detail that these Rito charms are like very special symbolic items of the ascended host, like mm-hmm. the faction that manages and protects, uh, Kalutha, the island that they're on. Uh, Chetney does grim psychometry to do a history check on the item and basically sees the wearer of it from at some point time ago, like leading a hunting party and like venturing into the cave and essentially being killed by the worm that they just themselves fought and killed. Um, all that to say, they continue um, into this this section that they've come out of the cave with. Uh, ideally to head eventually to um, to make their way to Avon Trevere, the uh, Tree of Atrophy. So, uh, and that is where the episode ends, episode 73, with a wild and crazy recap, uh, Kindling <laughs> the Spirits. So uh, don't forget, um, if you want to watch our full thoughts and, and ideas about this episode, you can click the link to get our full discussion. And also don't forget that we want to know your thoughts and theories about the episode so please don't be a stranger you can feel free to check out that whole video as well so anywho pop pop okay. all right it wasn't very much like was supposed to bring the tickets or the sandwiches <laughs> i'm surprised <laughs> that's the first time it's like really happened in right however many episodes we've done now um <clears throat> but i think i think we soldiered through so appreciate y'all for for bearing with us um 
but yeah, I uh, I was trying to think if um, and I, I didn't like refresh myself, so I don't remember. But I was trying to think if there was anything from last episode that I like really wanted to talk to you about, and I'm completely drawing a blank right now. So that's kind of circling in the back of my mind. Yeah. So I don't know if, if I don't know if you remembered anything that you wanted to talk about, but I was thinking like we could knock that out first, but then my mind went blank. So. Um, no, yeah, I mean, I think it was part of the reason why it felt okay to have Jeremy sub in was there wasn't a lot to discuss. Yeah, yeah, like there these, wasn't. These two episodes are really great examples of just like fun D and D. Yeah, like just people having fun playing D and D. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's just some travel episodes, really. Really, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much what it is. Honestly, um, I think it's interesting from this episode and partly last episode that they um gave uh Graz to char to the captain this is like yeah. is this not like the most powerful item they found at this point and i mean yeah it's i mean hands now. arguably yeah uh, yeah i guess <clears throat> even though chetney wasn't really treating it as such they did know that it was evil so i think that had if not a meta level of influence, you know, some level of influence on like not caring that much that they're bargaining mm-hmm. it, you know, and in character, you know, Fern, I think to some level probably wanted to get that out of his hand or not Fern, uh, Laudna. Mm-hmm. She was the one that made the, the deal. Right. Um, but yeah, I, well, I, I mean, yes, a lot the one that made the deal, but Lord Lightning was really struggling. Like the combat was, I guess we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Combat was getting a little hectic. Um, yeah. They were fighting the crew that kept reviving and it, it was looking pretty desperate. Lightning was rolling really poorly also for her persuasion checks. Right. So I think it's like in, in case of emergency break glass kind of situation. So yeah. um, not, not to disagree with you that, she wasn't trying to get rid of it, but I, I took it more of like needed to do something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Something needs to happen here. Yeah. I definitely think it was of like an, in the moment, not like a forethought of like, we need to get rid of this in this moment. Um, and I, 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 you know, mistakenly said Fern funny enough, she was trying to get it back. Uh, which I presume for Chetney, um, more so than just like getting it back in general. I really, Mm -hmm. I ship them. I think, I think I'm fully on board. Like, there that them to actually have like beyond just the joke of it um uh, a chetney fern romance so i don't know i don't know where you're at with it but you know my head canon is that she was trying to get that back you know for for the guy she thinks is quite I mean, keen they, they were the og from what we saw but i mean you know i don't know if i feel right about shipping them with you know deanna in the picture yeah that, that is true we do have deanna um i can't i can't do a bria like that that's yeah yeah but I mean, you know, no disrespect to Abria, but I think I'm more Chet Fern than I am Chet hey, Deanna. You know, we all have we all have ships that are unpopular. Like I, I would ship <laughs> Ashton and Ladna. They got they got some great chemistry. You know, I'm here for Imadna, but I wouldn't have been mad at yeah, at Ashton sure. Ladna. You know, yeah, we um, start like naming off pairs at, like yeah, like three hours later. Chet, like yeah, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, we're just going through like every possible combination. <laughs> All right, how about this one? And so in this chapter of my fanfic, um, <clears throat> but I, I forgot where I was even coming from. But oh, the the weapon thing. Um, I don't know. I didn't know if you had like a further thing you were going to with that. It's it's just more evidence to me that they're the that 
jokingly they're the baddies it's like <laughs> here's this really important weapon like this dude seems kind of evil like hey here you go <laughs> but he also seems kind of like what's he really going to be able to do like we know he's he's landlocked isn't the right word the opposite of that sea locked yeah and two i kind of under the impression that he's like contained to around the shattered teeth which may or may not be true but it at least only, seems that way well we don't know if he's cursed we know that he well, he's, he's has, definitely cursed oh sorry yeah we do know he's <laughs> cursed <laughs> we don't know if the curse restricts him to this area right right <laughs> but either he has to stay here or he has chosen to stay here because he's searching for to get his items. And, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And it that's could be once point. he gets his items, it's like, which, what did he want to do? Did he want like get revenge or something once he had his items or something? Or he was very like, he wouldn't let loose with the details. Like Jenny even said like, Hey, if you tell us like, like we could maybe like look for these things for you. Yeah, and uh, I don't think we mentioned it in the recap, but the captain did give him a list of some of the things to keep an eye yeah, out okay. for. Um, not all of them. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, like, if he finds all the items, is the curse lifted and they and they die? Or is, like, the curse yeah. lifted and now they can go on land and do whatever they want, you know? Oh. I'm curious. I mean, you wouldn't... I don't know. That's probably not worth <laughs> diving too far into, because I don't know if we'll really see this explored much further than we already have but so giggling about my line of well, we know they're not cursed like they are pretty <laughs> they're definitely cursed. not cursed <laughs> um so but yeah i mean all of those contingencies in the air you know if if he's constrained or not certainly the pieces are in place for like a really cool in the background of the world storyline kind of to unfold, like something that we may never see on screen, but like may only get a piece of as a lore drop in like campaign four of like, Oh, dread pirate Novos with Grassachar, like took over the entire Eastern seaboard type. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, it's a cool, cool puzzle pieces for Matt to play with in the background, I think. Um, but mm -hmm. the fact that he gave Chetney some of the items on the list, I wouldn't say it's impossible that we might see them again mm -hmm. before Shattered Teeth is is finished. But even if we do, I don't think we'll like get the entire through line on like the captain's story. Um, right. But yeah, I just uh, just in general, this whole like <clears throat> like we just mentioned, that fight was really tough, like going from. FCG, I think, going down two or three times in that combat, like things getting pretty bad. They constantly resurrect uh, to like dance party. Uh, just a very I like turn <laughs> almost considered not getting FCG up in that previous episode. <laughs> it was like, oh, do I want to? And I'm like, <laughs> did I see yeah. him? FCG already had a death saving fail or a death <laughs> fail. And I was like a natural one and he's dead. So true. We ain't got time for that plot line. And resurrection magic doesn't work still, seemingly? Probably. Right. Guess we haven't had to try it, but um but yeah, I just thought it was a hilarious like just classic D D to go from, you know, mortal enemies to dance party with the crew, you know, mm -hmm. the, the next yeah. day. Um <laughs> and of course like I, or go ahead. Bender, like it was just so funny, like I'm just thinking like the thinking of that of like, let's get tattoos. And like, <laughs> yeah. And then also, yeah, like we're gonna throw a big dance party. Like it was just very like, just goofy shenanigans, <laughs> not in a bad way. Just yeah, you know, what do we want to do? Sure, hundred percent. Um, 
and they even they even got the uh, the drugged out all mines burn brownies thrown into yeah. the mix which interestingly yeah. enough nothing really happened with that um right but i think they and i hope and i think they still have some i don't think they like used all of that um because i'm curious like what what might come of that um or if any of them will ever try any of it um, but <clears throat> I'd be remiss. We we talked a lot about it in the recap, but I'd be remiss if we didn't at least briefly mention the whole Fern romancing the captain, like only Fern. The the I don't know who's the bigger chaos demon, her or Chet, but it's probably her. Um, amazing. Ashley Johnson just never ceases to amaze me with her D&D plays. Uh, but I thought that whole thing was incredible. I'm very curious about what the warmth trade-off was. I got some thoughts on that. Uh, so maybe tackle that specifically in a second, but just <laughs> you know, getting with the captain and then able to like dodge the heat from Cerulea and in fact, just like swoop it around and, and set her up for happiness. Hopefully. Yeah. That's why I say it's like a perfect D and D like shenanigans episode. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm just going to play full on matchmaker here. Yeah. Um, but I do want to talk about, the giving of the warmth. This was a really cool detail or setup from Matt. Um, we know Fern has permanently lost some hit points, um, which Matt clarified in the back half of the episode that it's it's permanent. Um, then, we, like you mentioned in the recap, Fern got a whisper as to what else was entailed in this. Um, so, what's your what's your thought and theory on this? I mean, <clears throat> given that they're like basically revenants or at least close to it in terms of like mechanically, for me, I'm wondering if it's like a colorization or a fun kind of twist on like the revenant itself, meaning like, and I, Matt could have done anything he wanted to with it, but I could see it maybe being something like she obviously has some sort of mechanical advantage in, in some field that Matt has just crafted um and or like maybe if if she dies or something she could come back as like a, a a revenant herself like a member of the crew type of thing i don't know what, what did wild. you what did you take about it uh i don't know i was thinking like she has like a pocket pokemon now of like <laughs> summoning <laughs> one of them like to help with like a a fight or something that'd be cool know. but I guess we'll find out, but I, I, the whole mechanic of like giving your warmth and like losing hit points was pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And the fact that um, he offered like the captain, not Matt, but offered to like, will you share some more really made me wonder like, okay, if, if it is the, the, whatever the boon was like, would there have been another boon if she did it again? And maybe it's not even a boon for all I know. Like maybe it's just another bad thing. That's secret. Um, yeah, I, I'm really curious. And it's just, it's another, you know, wrench thrown into the absolute chaos and craziness that is Fern with like, you know, what if, if it if it is something about like her becoming a revenant herself or something like that, then there's that. There's the weird vision we got that time when, uh, what was it when she died or when she went unconscious and you know there was the vision of like the afterlife the things in like the, the shadows were like watching her and then there's the dark fern from exu there's just so many yeah. like weird the things in her champion. cauldron yeah the champion of asmodeus too that she yeah made like a tentative deal <laughs> Fern, with fern's gonna die and there's gonna be like eight different entities that are like wait yeah. her soul's You're mine <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, she's definitely an agent of chaos for sure. So, um, so yeah, loved loved every bit of that. Um, I'm curious to see, uh, like we mentioned, since Chet did get some of the items, if if that'll be explored at all. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole conversation of like the pressing issue of the solstice and like that Matt kind of took the, the foot off the pedal with the standstill that he described between the, the Rylorans and Exandria. So there's not mm-hmm. like a super doomsday clock. I mean, there is, but anyway, all that to say is that I, I still don't see like too much of just well, like, what should we do now? You know, like they're on a, they're on a schedule. Uh, but I'm curious yeah. to see if, if, you know, what, what they might get into, especially once they meet some members of the Ascended Host, which I imagine they're obviously going to. Yeah. Because those are the enemies of the pirates. So, like, right? are they going to hide that fact? Are they going to, like, say it not knowing? Like, maybe they forgot that they were, like, enemies and they'll just say yeah. it. Like, yeah, we came with the crew. Or, well, I guess the crew told them not to tell anybody. So maybe they wouldn't yeah. be saying that. But, yeah, I know I'm just kind of like rambling. Maybe be marked in some way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But it's interesting. I, I think there's there's really just not enough time to go like a side quest for. I mean, the only way they would yeah. maybe pursue those items would be if there was some link to like a primordial power that they could then utilize against lewdness. Um, yeah. The other thing that's interesting though, so it's been three or four days, maybe four days now, since they arrived in the Shattered Teeth. Um, they had gone to Basaras for I don't know if that was a day or not. Wasn't the um the vest, didn't they say it'd be like three weeks to fix it or something like that? I think that was like the first estimate, but then like that was before Dancer said she would help. And I think I think with like all the different things they were doing, they were getting it down to like a week or two. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well then yeah, okay. I was thinking, I was wondering if like would they have to like fill time or something, but it doesn't sound like it. So but I yeah. don't so, I don't remember exactly though, so I might I might be mistaken. But I, I seem to recall some conversation like that of like, well, if dancer helps me and if this, that, and the other, then we could get it down. Yeah. But yeah, that so, isn't maybe that is like kind of the time frame they're sort of working on though. But presumably the next episode, they're gonna see they're gonna meet the Ascended host, maybe check out Avon Trevere, depending I mean it could be this group like deeply protects Avon Trevere and they'll want them to do something. Like yeah. You know, hey, there's a cursed ship that we need you to go <laughs> take care of. So, well, they at least have some woe steel to offer, um, right? Which maybe that'll help them get in the good graces. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, presumably it's as straight a line as possible to Avantravir, and then they're teleporting out. Is that the plan? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Keyless not going to come get them, right? That those no, they have the. The, the staff, staff that yeah. FTG is attuned to. So, okay. so yeah. Uh, what else? <clears throat> Very little. I, I'm surprised. I'm like, what else is there to talk about? Yeah, I mean, there, it really was just, for the most part, a travel episode again. Um, we talked about combat. We talked about the ship. We um, talked about what's next. Um, the um, the very beginning of the episode with the scry on Bo and Caleb. Um. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but I figured I would throw this two cents in, which I'm sure a lot of people that watched C2 
thought this as well, but uh, the reason the scry didn't work is probably because of items that they have and not because of the solstice, um, which I won't, I won't get into any spoilers, but you know, there are items that can block, block scrying and we at least knew them to have had those at one point. Um, <clears throat> so just in case anybody was curious or if that, if they thought that was like really bad that the scry didn't work, it might not mean anything. It might just be because of yeah, those items. I, I thought maybe um, Matt blocked it to uh, protect the live show coming up. In the oh, sense of like a hundred percent. That was also oh, part okay. of it, but it yeah. just worked out that like, yeah, Canon, they also had those items, but I totally think that like, even if they didn't, I think Matt would have said the same thing because yeah. uh, he doesn't know. He don't want to put himself in a box, you know, with right. whatever's coming for the live show. Um. I'm very excited about. Uh, but let me just scroll on through the rest of my notes here. I actually haven't. Um, I'm surprised I haven't, but I haven't seen any like fan art of the tattoo, which I want to see some. Mm. I think that's pretty much it for me. This might be like our shortest episode. Um, I guess strong, not long, you know? That's right. Not really much to say on it, but I really am loving that grim uh, psychometry. However you say did it. He, did he just get that, by the way? Or not <clears throat> he must just, have gotten but... it like quasi recently because he's only recently started to use it. But maybe it's one of those things that he just like never thought to use. But I would imagine maybe it's something it, he got yeah, started using it in the Gray Valley or Gale Valley or Gray Valley. Uh, Gray Valley, I think. Uh, yeah. And has used it almost every episode now. Yeah. So it's a cool little detail. Yeah, really cool. Like lore spell essentially i guess um yeah. <clears throat> i'm curious like and that totally could have just been like a flavor lore moment but i'm wondering like what that raito charm was like i wonder if it'll be significant or was it just flavor you know um i think it's part flavor in the sense of like matt specifically mentioned like you cannot attune to it like it only works for like a specific person yeah so it seems like a very important like heirloom like cultural item that like you said earlier, maybe it ends up being a gift to the ascended host. Yeah, maybe that's like a, a way for them to if they remember to like use it, like get into their good graces immediately. Like, hey, we found this and we also killed the monster that, you know, obviously right. killed a bunch of your people type of thing. Right. Um. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, my notes are super scattered, but I, I mean, like you, like we said, there's really not too much to, to dig into here. So I think we've. I think we've covered most of what I wanted to. I guess let us know what else you guys thought about the episode. We got a little bit under a week till the next episode comes out. Um, You know, and don't forget, we have a discord where you can do the watch party with us and chat about the episode as well. Um, But I guess with that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. And um, (laughs) yeah. Discord and not just for critical role, not just for watch parties, but you know, just come hang out, talk about anything. We got you can talk about whatever yeah. there. We've got channels for a lot of stuff. Uh, but yeah, Calamity Watch Party episode two this Sunday, 7 30 p.m. Central Time, American time. Um, and then fantasy high watch parties starting soon. And again, those are gonna be less structured. It won't be like a every Sunday type of thing just because there's so many and only a couple months to watch them it'll be just a hey we're gonna watch episodes seven and eight right now so whoever wants to join can join so if you're interested in that join the discord make sure you get the fantasy high 
Discord role, and then you'll always be up to date with those messages. Um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, squad. We appreciate you guys. We'll get yeah, you and, uh, and special shout out again to Neil and everybody at Paladin Roleplaying. Thank you so much for the dice. Uh, again, there's going to be a uh, pinned comment down below with a link uh, for you guys to check them out. Alrighty, y'all. Well, until next time. See ya.